This is episode 71, Thanksgiving Day Special. Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying In Sports, where we fly around nationwide talking about what's going on in the sports world. I'm your host, Joey Polizzi, and today we will be discussing all the games on Thanksgiving from each team. We will go through each team. We'll talk about fantasy implications, and we'll talk about the annual Flying In Sports Award, which goes to who I think is going to have the best performance on Thanksgiving Day. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Flying In Sports underscore podcast. And welcome to our 71st episode in Gobble, Gobble, Gobble. That's what they do on Thanksgiving. Eat some turkey, spend time with your family and your friends, and just be thankful for those around you. And to kick it off, let's talk about the first game, starting at 11.30 Central Time on Fox, between the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. And, you know, you look at this matchup, and it's not a great one. To be honest with you, you know, both teams are below 500. The Bears are 3-7. and seven. The Lions have yet to win a game, and they are 0-9-1. But, you know, it's Thanksgiving. Lions could come out in this game. But let's take a look at the Bears first before we get to the Lions. The Bears, you know, they, they've been in a hole as of late. They've lost five straight games. And we knew this was going to happen when they started 3-2 and two and they had the Packers, Bucks. 49ers, Steelers, and Ravens on their schedule coming up. Like, we knew that the Bears weren't going to stay a team over 500, and they were going to fall, and they did. And after encouraging wins against the Raiders and the Bengals, they've they've fallen back to life. And they did beat the Lions earlier this season, 24-14, and that was the second start of Justin Fields. But in this game, Justin Fields is not going to start, and they're going to turn it over to Andy Dalton because Justin Fields is suffering from and rib injury, so he is out. But you look at the Bears. The Bears only, only have scored three more points than the Lions. Three. And we really talk about how the Lions are this bad team. They can't score. They're so bad on offense. Well, look at the Bears. The Bears have only scored three more points than them. That's not a good sign. That That is not a good sign. They average 16.3 points a game the Bears do it's just not not a solid team from the Bears and you look at the Bears coming up their schedule you got the Lions then you got the Cardinals Packers Vikings Seahawks and I know the Seahawks are three and seven just like the Bears but you look at the Seahawks you have to think that they will pick it up you have to I mean you can argue that they won't but again that game against the Bears Seattle's home and it's hard to play at Seattle 12th man, it's, it's hard. So, you look at all these games, I don't think, uh, except for the Lions game, I don't think they win those next four after the Lions. But the Bears are in trouble, and Matt Nagy is at the center of that. Matt Nagy has to get fired, like, 100%. It's, it's not even a question at this point. He is so bad for this organization. You have to see what this man is doing for this team. And they are, he is making them lose. You know, he had Mitchell Trubisky. And I'm not saying Mitchell Trubisky is a stud elite quarterback. But I think Matt Nagy ruined him. I really think so. And now you look at Justin Fields. Young, fast quarterback. Played great at Ohio State. And he's so bad as well. And you have to think it's Matt Nagy. Because all the rest of the quarterbacks... 
I would even say Zach Wilson has looked better than Justin Fields because Justin Fields looks bad out there. And Justin Fields has shown glimpses, but I think Matt Nagy is holding him back just like he held back Mitchell Trubisky. And I think this is a big game for Nagy's career. 100% he gets fired after the, at the end of the year, but does he get fired midseason? And if you lose to the Detroit Lions, who has not won a game all season long, you have to get fired. I think that's that's the decision here, and that's the the right decision the Bears will have to make if the Bears lose. But and before I give my record prediction, let's get into the Lions now. I'm just about to spoil my record prediction there. But um, let's talk about the Lions here. The Lions have had so many games where they almost won, and you know you see this. You see if you go to their schedule, you see straight L's and a tie. Like, I feel bad for them, you know, because they fight hard. They lost one score to the 49ers. They were leading against the Packers on Monday Night Football in Week 2. They lost by two points to the Ravens on a lucky 60... I wouldn't call it lucky, but I guess you would call it a lucky 4th and 28, but then Justin Tucker's so good, automatic. Uh, the 66 yard there, they lose on a record. They lost to the Vikings by two. And ever since then, you know, they've... They haven't been playing good, but they lost the three to the Browns, and they almost beat the Steelers there with Mason Rudolph. They're fighting, and they're fighting hard, and they're going to be home now on Thanksgiving. First time without Matthew Stafford in a long time for them on Thanksgiving. Jared Goff is questionable, but he's looked better is what the report is saying, so he might be better, might be able to go this week, and that's obviously a better chance for the Detroit Lions. If if they can have Jared Goff over Tim Boyle, who was bad last week, bad his whole career in college, and he hasn't even gotten a shot in the NFL. This was his first career start. But if they go Jared Goff, you know, Jared Goff is obviously, you know, the better, the better option over Tim Boyle. But, you know, the Lions have some encouraging pieces on offense. DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson, these two are the main vocal point of this Lions offense. They need some weapons on the outside. You know, need some good receivers. They lost Kenny Galladay. They lost Marvin Jones. But this offense, man, 334 total yards per game. More than the Bears. That is more than the Bears. And they're going to be at Detroit. They're going to be home. Thanksgiving. I can't go with them, man. I can't. I think the Bears come out in this game. Matt Nagy's job is on the line. I think with his job on the line, he, he pulled out all the stops in this game. I think... For this team going forward, Andy Dolan is the better option. So I think the right decision is to go with the Bears on the road. Nagy's job on the line, and he's going to be conservative. I think he will. And what he's going to do is he's going to run the ball with David Montgomery. And that's where we're going to the fantasy implications right now. I think David Montgomery is a must-start in every, every league that you have him and I think he's going to have a big game against the Lions he's due for a big game he is due and I'm going against him in two leagues so I I don't like to say that he's going to go go big but I think he does in this game Nagy's job is on the line they're going to be conservative they're going to run the football they're going to establish the run early and often and that's a big David Montgomery game I think another wide receiver not much in this game that you can go with but no Allen Robinson he's doubtful to play so I think you go with Darnell Mooney in this game. You know, we saw last week the big performance from Mooney. He did catch a 60-yard screen pass for a touchdown. But that was from Andy Dolan. Andy Dolan targeted him 11 times last week. Maybe not all him 11, but Mooney had 11 targets last week. I think Mooney is a good flex option this week. And then for the Lions, I think Swift and the guy who's been phenomenal this season, 
He's also a must-start. you got to play him. And Hawkinson, there's probably not many tight ends you have on your roster that are better than Hawkinson, so I would probably start Hawkinson. He might block a little more in this game. The Bears' front seven is pretty good, so they might block. But again, no Khalil Mack, who was placed an IR a couple, I think, last week. So they might put Hawkinson to block more, but if no Khalil Mack, they might have him go out for some passes. So if you don't have a better option, then obviously you're going to start TJ Hawkinson in week 12. But now let's move over to the next game at the 3 o'clock, 3.30 central time between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys. And man, isn't it nice football? Be with your family, be with your friends, whoever you're with, whoever you're thankful for, eating some good turkey, some corn, mashed potatoes, whatever you like, and watching football all day long from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed that's just a great feeling on thanksgiving and i'm so glad they do uh thanksgiving with you know some football wish it was a little better games in the in the first slate but hey we got the cowboys and the raiders teams fighting for a playoff spot the raiders as of late haven't been great they've lost three straight games for the giants chiefs and Bengals. and before that they were five and two but now they're 500 in a must win game for them Derek Carr is upset with his team. He thinks his team is better. He puts the blame on him. We'll see how they do in this game. I think this is going to be a shootout. And I know we said that last week between the Cowboys and the Chiefs. But I do think these two teams are going to score today. Or Yeah, score today. I think the Vegas Raiders get something moving. They're going to use Darren Waller a lot. Because a couple weeks ago, when the Cowboys played the, the Falcons... The Cowboys could not guard Kyle Pitts in the early portions of the game. I look for the Raiders to do the same thing. Hunter Renfro, good slot receiver. They'll target him a decent amount. And I think, you know, this is going to be a good game. This is going to be a good game. Remember a couple years ago when these two teams played? Four years ago, it was the Derek Carr fumble into the end zone, knocked away by Jeff Heath. It was the first down with the index card. Like, that was memorable. Sunday Night Football, this is another primetime game on Thursday. I think this is going to be a great game. Our Raiders need need to win. And how about the Dallas Cowboys? And I know people are going to come out and say, oh my gosh, the Cowboys lost to the Chiefs. Oh my gosh, we got to panic. Oh my gosh, they've lost two of three. Hold the panic button. Hold the panic button. I don't like to make any excuses. I don't. But you look at the Cowboys. They were without their best receiver in Amari Cooper. They were without their second best receiver, and you could say Cooper and Lamb are interchangeable. They were without their second best receiver in CeeDee Lamb the whole second half. The whole second half because of concussion. And also, they were out arguably their best, probably second best, Zach Barnes number one, their second best offensive lineman in Tyron Smith. And look, this guy has a bigger impact on this offense than you think. With him in the lineup... Dak Prescott has a completion percentage of 74%. 7-4. Without Tyron Smith in the lineup, 63% for Dak Prescott. That is the difference that Tyron Smith makes for this team. I don't want to make excuses. I, I, I don't. Because that's they lost. The, they couldn't score. They couldn't move the ball. They lost. But you look at the Cowboys. They are not 100% healthy yet, and they're still 7-3. Don't even talk about the defensive side of the ball. They're missing Demarcus Lawrence since week one. Randy Gregory hasn't played the last two weeks. And their starting defensive tackle, Neville Gallimore, hasn't played all season with an elbow injury he sustained in preseason. So this team is not even at their top. They're literally not. And they're 7-3. and three. They're 
tied for the second seed here in the NFC, they have a lot of ways to go. And, you know, they've got out to a good start, but the job's not done yet. And you play the Raiders. You got to win. Simple as that. You got to win. And before people say, you know, they're 7-3, whatever, you can make excuses, everyone suffers injuries. But you look at the teams that they played, and yes, the Broncos game is, is a loss. Like, that's on them. They they struggled in that game. They were not the better team in, in that game, so they lost. But you look at the other games. Going at Kansas City and going at Tampa. Two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. And you can say what you want about both of those teams, about Kansas City and their struggles. Kansas City has been better as of late. But those two teams, at Kansas City and at Tampa Bay. They've lost by a combined 12 points. 12. 12 points. You tell me any other team that goes both to both Tampa Bay and Kansas City and lose by 12 points combined between the two teams. No one. I bet no one this year has done that. And you look at, you know, the Giants. And if the Giants, I mean, the Giants are the same team as the Cowboys. But, you know, if the Giants go to Kansas City and they just went to Tampa, well, they got blown out by Tampa. And obviously not the same amount of team, but I'm just proving my point here that the Cowboys are a good team and yeah they lose games everyone loses games everyone has those bad games look at the Titans look at the Bills look at the Buccaneers look at look at every team in the National Football League this year they've lost to a team that they should have beat just how the NFL works but here the Cowboys are in a spot to go on a win streak, 7-3, and three, move to 8-3 and three against this game. I think in this game, they're going to establish the run, similar to what the Bears are going to do in the early game. They're going to establish the run with the Cowboys. Zeke Elliott, the Raiders got torched by Joe Mixon last week. Cowboys are going to do the same. They're going to run the football. They're going to keep the pressure off of Derek Prescott. And when they need to throw, they'll throw. It's a good offense. Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard will be involved early and often in this game. I think you start Zeke this week, start Dak, um, you start C.D. Lamb. Michael Gallup, I think you start even if Lamb plays. I think you start Michael Gallup for the Raiders. Derek Carr could be a good start this week. He really could be a good start this week. Josh Jacobs is, is probably a start for you this week. Cowboys run defense has been better, but still there's there's some uh, some weaknesses in that defense. You know, there's still no Randy Gregory or Demarcus Lawrence, so th- that's a solid solid start. Josh Jacobs, but I'm not a good fan, big fan of Josh Jacobs. 100 Renfro is a good flex option, especially you have. If you have guys like Tyreek Hill who's on a bye, or like Clyde Edwards-Helaire who's usually could be a flex guy every week. Um, I guess not a flex spot every week because he just came back from injury. But if you played him last week, you probably put him in the flex spot because he didn't know what he was gonna do. But yeah, he Hunter Renfro is a good flex, good flex option this week. And Darren Waller, of course, is a must start. But I'm gonna go with the home team here. There's no way they're going to lose two games in a row and three of their last four. Cowboys win this game. And I think it's a good game, though. A high-scoring game between these two teams. And the last game, the nighttime game in a solid game at Caesar Superdome. In home of the New Orleans Saints, they take on the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills, man, surprising, surprising, surprising story from them this season. Everyone thought they were the front runner to win this division. They were the front runner in the AFC. Well hey, they're second in their division and they're seventh in the wild card. So they're third in the wild card, they're seventh overall. So they're struggling. They are struggling a little bit, but I think the Saints before I get into my record position, I think I just spoiled it. But the Bills need to do a better job, Josh Allen, protecting Josh Allen. You know, the run game it hasn't been 
big for them all season. Hasn't been big for them the past two seasons. So I just think with Josh Allen, you got to just give him the pressure. Let him do his thing. He's a talented quarterback. He's one of the best in the league. So I think that's what they need to do in this game. Get, to, get it to your playmakers. It might be a hard matchup for Stephon Diggs going against Marshawn Lattimore. But hey, you got to do your best. And I think the Bills do that in this game. I think the Bills win this game. But the Saints, Saints are slumping now, man. The, the Saints got up to a fast start. And they looked good. They were 5-2. and two, But the problem is, man, they lost their starting quarterback. They lost famous Jameis. Winston and that hurt them because they lost to the Falcons, lost to the Titans, and lost to the Eagles. And they don't look like a good team in any of those games. They've also been without Alvin Kamara. That's that's a bad thing to be without your best player on offense and your starting quarterback. Like it's hard for teams to come out of that. Now they have to play against the Bills, and I think the Bills are hungry for a win. Bills are hungry on a short week for the Saints. I I just don't think the Saints get it done in this game. I'm not. I'm not really uh, hopeful that they will. Bills, I think, come out. Bills had a bad performance last week on the ground. I think they they really do get to Mr. Trevor Simeon in this game. I think they got to move to Taysom Hill at some point. Taysom Hill brings that 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 upside of the rushing, which is great, and I think it just adds a level of difficulty for defenses if Taysom Hill's in the game. So I think that is coming out, man. If they lose this game, there's a good chance. I think that. I would say I'm 70% sure that if that's the case, they lose this game and the next game, I think Taysom Hill might be in the starting lineup very, very soon. So I'm going to go with this with the Bills here. Of course, you start Josh Allen. Starts the fight. This is a good tight Running back, I, I wouldn't start the Bills running backs this week or any week. They haven't been great. Um, Cole Beasley, he can be a solid play this week. Uh, as a good flex option, not much wide receiver one or wide receiver two. And then the, on the other side, the Saints, I would not be starting Trevor Simeon. If Mark Ingram plays, I would be playing him, but that's it. I don't think Tony Jones, if he plays, I would be playing him. Um, wide receivers, I wouldn't play anyone. Tight end, I wouldn't play anyone. So, yeah, it's, it's not a lot of fantasy implications if, if you're a Saints fan or if you have any Saints guys. The only one would be Mark Ingram if he suits up. But I think the Bills win this game, and I think it's going to be a, a good set of games on Thursday. Three, it's always good on Thanksgiving to watch some football. And before we end the episode, I will talk about my thanks. The Flying in Sports Award, which goes to the best fantasy performance of the day. There's a lot of good people. I will narrow it down to three. David Montgomery, Dak Prescott, and Josh Allen. Those are my three guys in each game that's going to go off. It's going to do good. Now I'm going to narrow it down even more. And I'm going to say the guy who is the flying, who gets the Flying in Sports Award for Thanksgiving, quarterback Josh Allen. Bad week last week. He bounces back. Saints defense has not been great the past two games. I'm going with Josh Allen, who wins the Flying in Sports Award this season. So this will end our 71st episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram to check out our next episodes. We're Flying in Sports, and we'll catch you on the next flight.